Hello, we're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. We're continuing our series of the I Am's in the book of John. We're looking today at our statement of Christ, I am the good shepherd, beginning in John chapter 10, verse number 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd who's on the sheep or not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. We're looking at the good shepherd this morning. The good shepherd died for the sheep in John 10.10 and 10.15. I'm thankful for the good shepherd. I'm also thankful for the great shepherd that rose and ascended in Hebrews 13.20. I'm thankful for the chief shepherd that rewards his faithful in 1 Peter 2.25. I'm thankful for our shepherd i'm thankful to be a sheep i'm thankful for the work our first point the work of the good shepherd i'm glad that he protects the sheep this passage speaks of a hireling one that does not care the sheep that does not own the sheep and seeth a wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth the hireling fleeth it says in verse 13 because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. But I'm glad that my Savior cares for me. I'm glad that He protects me. No one cares for the sheep. No one loves the sheep like the shepherd. I've often said if you have a restaurant, you have a business, that you'll find out real quick if the owner is present, if the owner is active, or if it's a manager, or if it's somebody that's hired to run it for him because nobody cares like the owner, and I'm thankful nobody cares, nobody protects us. There's a great protection about us by our Savior. I'm glad that He loves us, He knows us, He puts guardrails in place because He knows us, because we He knows we need that protection. I've often said there's rules in place for our safety, but I heard another preacher call it guardrails, and I like that. I, I've never heard of anybody getting upset about guardrails. I remember a time when me and my wife were coming back down Doggett Mountain. If you're familiar with the Lester, the Madison County area, we was coming back down Doggett Mountain. We got caught over there during a snowstorm, and I was thankful that there were guardrails to protect me. If I slid on that ice, I wouldn't slide off the side of the mountain. I was thankful, and God has placed guardrails in our lives for the same reason, to protect us, to keep us safe, to keep us in line, to keep us where we need to be. I'm thankful for that it's not to restrict us it's not to hinder us it's not to keep us from something great but it's to keep us living an abundant and a satisfied a joyful life i'm thankful for those guardrails he knows us he knows us that term knows us it means much more than he knows my name or knows how many hires 
or on my head or what I look like. He knows my innermost thoughts and my being. He knows more about me than I know about myself. I'm glad that He knows His sheep. He knows what's best for me. He knows how to lead me, how to guide me. He knows what I need. But not only does He know us, we can know Him. Dr. Albert Einstein's wife was once asked if she understood his mathematical theories, to which she replied, no, but I understand Dr. Einstein. She had had a relationship with him. She had lived with him. She had been close to him. She probably, in some areas, knew more about him than he knows about himself. And as you've been married, whether you've been married one year or 20 years or 50 years even, you know more and more about your wife. You your spouse, you know more about them each day. As time goes on, you learn what makes them happy, the little things that brings them joy. You learn more and more about them. You learn what will offend them, what will upset them. You can know about them in some ways. You end up knowing more about them, more about their personality, more about their likes and dislikes than they know their self. I, I may not know everything, about Jesus, but I know one thing I know about His love because I've experienced it. I know about His character because I've experienced it, because I've lived, I've made mistakes, I've messed up, but I know how He's loved me. I know how He's brought me back. I know how He's cared for me, how He's gave me another change, how He's kept me in the fold. Imagine this shepherd with all these sheep. He would know which ones would want to stray. He'd know which ones would want want to run off, but Thank God He knows us. He knows which ones needs more care, which ones needs more protection. We can know Him. We should strive to get close to Him. You wouldn't think the sheep that would stay close to the shepherd would be the one in danger. It'd be the one that would want to wander. It'd be the one that'd want to get out of the fold. It would want to wander. That would hang out around the outskirts. That is the one that would be in danger. We as Christians, we should have a desire, we should have a want, a will to get closer and closer to Him, to know Him, to know His voice, to know about Him. H.A. Ironside was once walking with a young believer when the student stopped to listen to a street preacher. Dr. Ironside walked on as he knew the man was a cultist masquerading as an evangelical. He knew he was nothing but a fake, nothing but a phony. Later on, catching up, Dr. Ironside asked him about what he thought, and the young believer replied, the whole time I listened, my heart said, liar, liar. The closer we get to God, the closer we get in His Word, the more we dig, the more we pray, the more we listen to good good preaching from trusted, trusted sources, the more we can get to where we recognize in an instant. We recognize those that are fake. It don't take long to read a book and realize this is not of God. It don't take long to listen to a preacher and realize this is not of God if we've been close to God, if we've been close to Him. It don't take long. I'm glad that we can know Him, but I'm also glad for the wealth of the Good Shepherd. Note the terms, my sheep in verse 14 and other sheep I have in verse 16. I'm glad for his wealth is he owns the sheep. He there is a twofold ownership. He owns the sheep by creation. Colossians one verse sixteen says, "For by him were all things created that are in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be 
thrones or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. He owns everything you see, everything you don't see. Even that one that would shake their fist at heaven and say, there is no God, who are you to tell me what to do by creation, by, by the default of creation, the good shepherd, he owns them. But I want to say that it's even better. Not only does he own us by creation, but if you're saved, if you're redeemed, he owns the sheep by crucifixion. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify your God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. He owns us by crucifixion, by what he did on the cross, the way he paid the price for us, he owns us, and he is gathering his flock. The Jews, the, the Pharisees and the scribes, they couldn't understand this. The Jews, they formed one fold, and the Gentiles formed one fold, but Jesus gathers them into one flock. He calls us out into one flock, the church, the believers of Christ. He calls us all together, and one day he's going to gather up his fold one day he's going to gather us all together in the same place glory to god he gathers his flock he owns us we are a part of his wealth if you're listening today i don't care who you are i don't care what kind of shape what kind of condition you're in if you're saved if you're lost you have value to the shepherd he has paid a price to purchase you if you are saved i hope that you are you have a value you have a purpose there's something that god wants you to do there's a use there's a reason why he has you i can't always understand why he chooses to use us the way he does i can't always understand why he chooses to use me as a pastor as a preacher but thank god for the value we've Got to be careful. I learned early on to be careful as we talk about my righteousness is filthy rags and there's nothing good in me. Be careful that you don't devalualize people because, oh, you got to know that people people need value, especially women. They need to know they have a value and I want you to know you have a great value to the Lord. You have a great value to God that gave His only begotten Son to pay the price for all your sins. That is the wonder. That is the third point. The wonder of the good shepherd wonder why wonder how he could love such a one as i he could love us so much that he died on the cross to pay the price for my sins in second corinthians five twenty one, the bible says for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in him first john 2 2 and he is the propitiation that means he paid the price for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I believe, I believe there's a never ending bank account. I believe that the price has been paid for everyone that would believe. I believe he even paid personally. I believe he paid the price for those who have not believed. All they have to do is accept. I believe it's there. I believe it's like having something on railway and you, you would come in and you would check on it and they'd say, oh, it, it's been paid off. You can pick it up. Somebody come and paid it. And you say, oh, no, I, I don't believe that. And you just leave it there and you don't never go back and get it. I believe that's what Christ did for us. He paid the price for our sins on the cross. If you're listening today and you're lost and you don't know him, all you have to do is accept that price that's been paid. All you have to go, all you have to do is just go by Calvary and say, Jesus, I trust you and what you did. I got to... Got the blessing, the privilege of leading two believers 
new believers, two two young young people to the Lord this weekend. Hallelujah. All they had to do was trust Him. They didn't have to join the church. They didn't have to get baptized. All they had to do is say, Lord, I trust You. I accept You as my Savior. I accept what You did. And by that power, that great power in Him, He has paid the price. He's paid the price for me. He's paid the price for you. He says, says there, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. I made the example. I took my jacket jacket off, and when I went to put it back on, I said, and the Word became flesh. In Bethlehem, that's what He did. That's what God did. He put on a robe of flesh. Christ, the Maker, the Creator of everything. Jesus, the visible image, the Word of God. He put on a robe of flesh, and He walked and He talked with men. But at Calvary, He took it off. He laid it down. He I lay down my life. He laid it down, and on three days, three days later, he picked that robe back up and he put back on that glorified body. And because of that, we all can be saved. We all can have the same. If I if I die before the rapture, if I die before he comes back, and I lay down this fleshly body, this fleshly robe, that same way as Jesus one day, because of the power of his word, because he said, because of the power within him one day, whenever the dead in Christ shall rise, I put on a glorified robe, I put on a glorified body, the same way that is the power with him. Remember verse 18 says, No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down to myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. They couldn't kill him. They couldn't hurt him. It wasn't the soldiers. He died on the cross because of me. A soldier said he saved others, yet himself he could not save. No truer words have ever been spoken. He saved others, yet himself he could not save. He saved me, so he couldn't save himself. He couldn't save himself and save me. He couldn't save himself and save you. He couldn't save himself and save uh, everyone that would call upon him, everyone that had trusted in him in the Old Testament if he had walked down off of that cross. But thank God... Thank God. That's the wonder of the Good Shepherd. He's a, I, I be, dare to say, he's not only a Good Shepherd, he's an exceptional shepherd. He he didn't risk his life for us. He didn't in the heat of the moment, he didn't in the heat of the moment as he was protecting the sheep, mess up and end up losing his life for the sheep. No, he willingly laid it down. He is an exceptional shepherd. He is a good shepherd. He is a better, better shepherd. Praise God. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for our good shepherd, our good shepherd in the Lord. God bless.